Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to Jayhawk Talk Radio on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kevin Meckley here, Andrew Payne. We've got Dylan Michaels going to be pushing all the buttons for us tonight. We're going to be here for two hours recapping all things Jayhawks and the dance. Talking Bill Self, talking Norm Roberts. We'll get into some incoming freshmen, NIL, 2023 memories, 24 previews, seniors, dare I say spring game football. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But first, I'm going to need some sad music here. We have to talk about this Arkansas game. Can you give me some sad music, Dylan? Okay. That, oh. There it is. Andrew, I'm going to turn this over to you because I'm still not quite over this. Uh, I was there in person, experienced it firsthand. I could smell Kevin McCuller on the last possession. He was that close to me passing the ball in. Tell me, are you over the loss yet? Kevin, it's going to be a long time before I'm over the loss. I think of the stages of grief. I'm trying to place myself where I am. <laughs> where are you right now? So the five stages of grief, Kevin. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I think I'm a mixture of the first four. Okay, you're all over. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not acceptance. No. That is not a place that I have reached. I will get there. I think the tournament is probably going to be over when we start to hear, you know, some 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 good news. Some oh, we got the oh Cam Martin's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like that what you mean? <laughs> That's not what I mean. Okay, but like oh right. oh oh, you know, we always have like a spring surprise, and maybe that was uh, some uh, recruiting news that came you know about a week or two ago. Maybe that was it. Maybe we've got some other little trick up our sleeve. A lot a lot of nil in transfer portal to look into. But yeah, I think I'm stuck right. In the smack middle of So this music anger. still makes sense for you right now. Anger. Okay, so maybe something a little meaner music. Is I certainly haven't like. bargained. You haven't bargained yet? Maybe the bargaining is like, you know, if Bill Self was there, then... That he, is bargaining. That, okay, so maybe I'm I'm getting out of the anger stage and I'm, I'm progressing towards the bargaining stage. Okay, all right. Uh, but it's, the depression certainly has, has seeped its way into everything <laughs> I do. Uh... Not just in my sporting life, but my life generally, Kevin. This is this is a tough time of year. It is a tough time us. of year. Yeah, it happens most years, right? We have to remember this. It's been a while since it's happened for Kansas fans. Why do we put ourselves through this? Why do we do this? Every year. It we is... do it for last year. That's we, exactly we do right. it for the, the highs breakers. that we ride last year. So, you know, Kevin, you said that you were you were there. You saw you smelled. Kevin McCuller <laughs> at the end when he fouled out. You smelled him. I, I, that was probably a pretty bad place to experience that loss. I experienced that loss, I think, in the worst possible place. And that was on board a Spirit Airline flight. That's a that's a bad place to be just anyway. And so to experience a loss on a Spirit Airline flight, it's bad. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get, let's get this music out of here. Let's, I'm, I can't, if we do the whole show with the crying violin, okay. I just don't think I can make it. We're this. done. Let's get it out of our system. <laughs> we've got to the, we've moved on. We've moved on to acceptance. You're already there? That's all no, it took? No, it's going to oh, be Oh, man. Long. Maybe yeah. by the end of this show, okay. end of this radio show, That's Kevin, our goal. I'll have moved on to let's acceptance. Let's bring everyone along with us, because I don't know about you, right now, I'm still somewhere in the probably anger phase. Mm-hmm. I got over denial pretty quick. There were lots of reasons to get over denial. And that's, you know, we didn't have our coach. Things just went sideways. Juan's tripping over Arkansas photographers during the game. We've got just a, a, a confluence of just crazy things all happening at once. A thousand foul calls. Freaking Zubies playing serious minutes in, a, in, in this game. The, whatever it was, you can name a hundred court by our 10-second violation. And a five-second violation in the same game. We haven't seen one of those all year. We saw both in the same game. So... I'm over the denial part, but I don't know about you. You go to work on the Monday morning mm. following a loss, mm. and you, and you expected that Monday to be just all about basketball. Like that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday leading up to potentially Thursday or Friday basketball in the Sweet 16, you are not working. Like they talk about that first weekend being the one where people are not paying attention. I'm worse in the second week, in the Sweet 16 week, because – it's just so much anticipation about basketball that really is starting to matter. Like, what happens if we get that Final Four? And so you you lose, and you're supposed to, like, okay, well, now I'm going to go be actually good at working. Well, that didn't happen either because I'm pissed. I'm angry, <laughs> and then I'm so I'm not good at work in the same in the same way. So, anyway, I don't know about you. And then when you're in an office where you've put yourself out there, as, as the it, KU guy? As the KU guy. I hear you. I right? hear you. Like, I got oh, that, too. Oh, that's Andrew. He's the KU, He's the KU guy. guy. He's the KU guy. We should talk to him about what happened. That's all anybody wants to talk about all <laughs> hey, day. Hey, sorry for that. No, I don't want to talk about it right the, now. There were some Especially people. Especially with you. There were some people. Mandy who's from said, accounting. Who said to me, you're probably not ready to talk about it yet, are you? And I'm like, you know what? That was very kind of you to say that. <laughs> very that was very kind <laughs> Uh, but here we are. We're ready to talk about it tonight, Kevin. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. I mean, we can get into this Arkansas game. Let's talk game. about the game. Right, Just, we'll keep it short because we don't want to linger on this game. We're, we're ready to move on to bargaining. I mean, we'll, yeah. let's get through denial and anger let's here. Just, let's just quick. get through the bargaining. Like, what would have had to happen well, a lot for of the things. Jayhawks to win? Yeah, I, I, you, could, you could argue maybe Bill Self being on the sideline. You could certainly argue that. You could make that argument. I, I think I could make that argument. And all due respect to Norm Roberts. I think Norm was put in a very sure. difficult situation. Uh, you know, he's been a head coach before, but he hadn't done it all year. I mean, he did it at the beginning of the year, but it is a taking a team from beginning to end is difficult. And when you have to switch horses midstream, it's going to be difficult. He was asked to do a whole different job yeah. until the Thursday of the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, yeah. Backup quarterbacks. Train every day to be the guy just in case, right? The the backup quarterback is ready on one play to step in, and they know the everything about everything. They're ready. This is what they've been preparing for. Assistant coaches play a very specific role on a team, on the thing that they do for that team. And they are not prepping and doing things in their head, getting ready for reps to to take over the things that, oh, by the way, you'd be stepping in for the guy who's the best at it. It's literally the guy behind Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's the guy, the best on the, on the, in the world. And you're stepped into, to step into those shoes. Like you have to lower expectations. It's only fair 
And I think people did. Like, I, I mean, he, he did an admirable job. And we could point to the little things that we didn't like that he did or whatever. Bill Self being there makes a difference. It is what it is. We're at the bargaining stage right now. This is what, you know, I think you can make that argument. What else, Andrew? There are some roster management issues. And I don't think it's Norm Roberts' fault. I think it's really, if you said, what's the Achilles heel of this team? And you said it from the beginning of the year, it's bench, it's depth. And the lack of, you know, true productivity from the bench really came back. Because what happened? There was some foul trouble from Kevin McCuller, from K.J. Adams. And when those two guys have to sit for long periods of time, you have to go to the bench. Usually, you say in the tournament, you get lots of time because you don't have to rest a ton of guys. You have extra time for timeouts. You have... Plenty of time to get rested. So if you got to roll with five guys, six guys, you can do that. But you can't do that when they're in foul trouble. And I think that they're bench, all in foul trouble. When when the when the foul trouble came up, and when you're asked to, for the bench to play a meaningful role to maintain the league, and then try to come back a little bit, it's a lot more difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, you want to point to one single possession that Kevin McCuller not being in when they are shooting one free throw. Uh, and to, to go up one and they miss we the rebound, we rebound 95% of the time, maybe higher. And Kevin McCuller is usually a part of that. And him not being there and that ball slipping through Joe Yesifu's hands and then ultimately they getting fouled again and making two shots and going up three. If Kevin McCuller's in that game, I feel a bazillion times better about getting that rebound, and I think he does. I mean, so we got the ball down one, which is a very different scenario than having the ball down three. Uh, with, with 11 seconds left or whatever it was, and and then ultimately drawing up whatever we drew up there to you know to, to take that position. Now, uh, if if you want to if you want to point to a couple things though, um, you can point to all that. You can point to Bill. You can point to Norm. You can point to fouls. You can point to refs. You can point to uh, you know whatever you want. But I think one thing that will be glaring in my mind is that second half. Not seeing touches from Grady Dick, not seeing a lot from Jalen Wilson, and you got to ride the guys who brought you there. And they just, you know, for whatever reason, either Arkansas just doing more to keep them away from the ball, uh, that was one of the more frustrating things for me. Definitely frustrating. I mean, it's you, you see this with some of these freshmen. You know, Andrew Wiggins didn't have a, a last game, and Bede yep. got hurt and didn't even get to really play the last couple games. And you put him in the conversation yep, he with is those. Uh, Grady did not necessarily have the best last game. He had a great game uh, against Furman. I think he, he was he was out there. We thought, like, hey, maybe we got Grady going. Howard. Howard, excuse Howard. me. Howard. Duff Furman's Furman. the team that beat Virginia. Yeah, Howard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a great game against Howard. But maybe, like, hey. We get Grady going. Get Grady, we get going. Grady going, but no, uh, we will. We'll tip our hat to Grady and say, you know, thank you for your season. But that's a freshman out there. It's yeah, a freshman. that was a freshman. He was. He played like a freshman. I mean, they did a lot, and he was active, but he still got to find a way to get get shots. I mean, if we he has to in that situation get shots, just like Andrew Wiggins needed to realize he was the best player on the floor. Uh, you know, he he had the chance to do that. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Credit to Arkansas. They uh, they played really well down the stretch, and we didn't. And that's uh, that's the difference. Have we bargained ourselves out of this? I still don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll take – I think take, we made it worse, actually. We'll, Bring the music back. No, I'm just kidding. We'll take uh, – we'll, we'll try to take the rest of this show 
and see if we can bargain ourselves out okay. of it and, and get ourselves at least closer to acceptance from this. All right, we have uh, a special guest coming up next, Matt Tate from the Lawrence Journal World, and we're going to ask him where this season ranks in Jayhawk history, and maybe he can help us. Maybe he can help. Maybe he can help us find some acceptance. But that's right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We're back on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We just got done recapping the Arkansas game and trying to work through all five stages of grief in one 12-minute segment. We were uh, unsuccessful, I think, in that pursuit, Andrew. But I'm, I think I'm worse off. Okay, good. Well, maybe our next guest can help us with some... Some perspective. Uh, and that's our guy, Matt Tate, sports editor, KU beat writer, Lawrence Journal World. I had the uh, pleasure of chatting with Matt a little bit in Des Moines uh, and uh, happy to have him joining us today. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. And, and I'm mostly just happy to hear that you, you know, I'll do that as a pleasure after I know uh, the results of what happened when you were up there probably ripped your heart out. So I, I'm I'm glad that you don't hold that part against me. And, and uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. We'll dive into the future. I think uh, there's a lot to like and there's a lot to talk about. Well, good. Yeah, good news is I do not blame you, although I do blame people. I do that from time to time. <laughs> is that, that's part of bargaining, right? You're, yeah. You're blaming. You're just blaming other – projecting your, anger. your anger on other people. Well, but, this hey, Matt, this is Andrew. Uh, you know, it was – a season that necessarily didn't end the way Jayhawk fans wanted it to, some high expectations. But thinking back over the course of at least the, the history of Bill Self's career at Kansas, where do you think this season stacks up in terms of, you know, uh, maybe individual accolades, postseason success, Big 12 success? How, how will you view this season in the future? Yeah, I think it should be remembered fondly. I think I – think, um, you know, there were there were a lot of things that that talked a lot of people into believing this team had a chance to win it all, and, and I think they were very real things. I think the, the the most notable thing about that wasn't the fact that it was just Kansas fans or people around the area here talking like that. It was it became a national discussion that Kansas had a chance to you know become the first team since Florida back in '07 to to do something like win back-to-back titles and and the fact that that this team with all of its limitations that'd be the best word for it um the fact that this team got to that point i think is remarkable and i think it it tells you everything you need to know about what they achieved and you know you can call it overachieving and and i don't know if that kind of thing happens at kansas because of those expectations like you guys just talked about but um man you know they, they uh there were a lot of reasons and a lot of things you could have pointed to that said they, they would never be anywhere near that conversation. Uh, they had no bench, basically. Uh, they were limited inside and played with a, you know, a, a, a five-man in K.J. Adams, who is not your prototypical big guy, and yet managed to find a way through all of that. And, uh, and then on top of that, you know, you, you throw in the, the last 10 days of the season where they lose their head coach and, 
and, and yet they still won two games in the Big 12 tournament, and they still earned that number one seed, and they, they looked absolutely wonderful against Howard. And You know, you take that with a grain of salt, but still they, they looked like a one seed. And, uh, you know, all those things, all those things don't happen if you don't have one hell of a team. And, and so I, I think that these guys deserve a lot of love and a lot of credit. Um, you know, are they one, one of Bill Self's top five, top six, top eight teams of all time? Um, probably not. You know, maybe in that top six, seven, eight range. I, I haven't really done that yet. I've seen a few people maybe who have done that, but uh, I haven't spent the time doing that. But I think in terms of just – most competitive teams that, that got the most out of what they had. I, I think this is a probably a top three or four team for Bill Self because they had so many obstacles they had to overcome, and they got over most of them. Um, it just was the, the the accumulation of all of them, and then and then losing Self and how that factored in at the worst possible time of the season that that ended up being their their downfall and their undoing and, and led to the end of the season. But up to that point, they had, they had received, you know, flying colors or passed with flying colors on all of those challenges because they were so competitive. Yeah. You fast forward to 2035 and you're thinking back about various teams and you, you remember little things about old teams, whether it's, you know, T Rob year or maybe, Maybe last year you, you remember the the Remy show and whatever it is. The one thing that you'll remember about this team, uh, you, you, as as you reflect in, in 10, 12, 15 years, whatever that number is, what is that thing? Is it like a Grady Dick? Is it the Bill Self thing? Is it what? What is it that you remember? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it would it would be hard for it to not be Self missing the tournament, right? Just because that's so rare and. and not only has that not happened here, but it, you don't see that happen in most places ever, and um, and that's in, across all sports. So, it, you know that that's probably going to be the association automatically, right? Oh, the twenty three t- tournament. Well, that was when Self didn't coach, right? Yeah, yeah that was that one. Wow, crazy. Um, but I think they deserve more and deserve to be remembered for better than that. And and I think it I think it starts with Jalen. I, I think that. Um, you know the the the, uh, the competitiveness, and you know I'm stealing that from self himself, right? I mean that that's the, those strong words about Jalen being the most competitive dude and one of the biggest winners in the history of Kansas basketball. I mean, you don't have that every year either, and uh, I think you know hopefully for Jalen's sake because I think he deserves it, and for the program's sake because I think this is this is uh, you know this is Kansas basketball we're talking about those types of things. Uh, I mean, he's an all-timer, man. He's a, he's a Kansas legend. And if you forget that because his senior year, you didn't, or whatever it is, you know, junior-ish senior year, um, because he didn't win a title, then, you know, I, I, think, that's, I think that's missing the mark. I, I think that this team should be remembered for being sort of the, the extension of what he was all about, which was let's go, let's fight, let's, let's play, let's have fun, let's scrap. Let's believe we're going to win, even when no one else believes in us. Let's 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 just keep going and and don't let up. And I think that that's who these guys were, and that of course is an extension and a reflection of Bill Self and Jalen more than maybe you know ninety eight percent of players who have come through Kansas. Um, Jalen embodied that, took that to heart, and made that him, and and so he became. 
you know, he became a, a legend, a great, a, a one of Bill Self's favorites, and, and a guy that I think everybody will remember. So very, very easy to point to for me. Um, I, I just think in, in addition to Jalen being so good um, and, and All-American and he's going into the Raptors and all that stuff, it's really easy to associate that because this 2022-2023 sort of school year is, was the year of Jalen, right? I mean, you had Jalen Daniels do his thing, and now you had Jalen Wilson. And, and prior to that, Jalen Wilson did his, his own thing to help the 22 team win the title. And, you know, it just was a, a hell of a run of Jalen. So I know they are, are going to soon get out there and, and you know, start – kicking the tires on some transfer portal guys and things like that. If, if I'm them, I'm, I'm just calling Jalen's man. I'm just going to start there and, and see if there are any Jalen's out there. <laughs> well, there seem to be evidently a... that's working really well right now. There seem to be a lot of them. Uh, uh, but let's talk about the next couple of weeks in terms of the program. Like what are some indicators that, that you're going to be tracking, you know, whether it's uh, NIL types of things or transfer portal or even uh, on the Bill self front. Uh, I mean, what are you looking to see? Uh, for the future of this program? Yeah, I think, you know, it's really easy to, to because the games are done now and it's it's the off season. it's really easy to just kind of put that whole self storyline away. But I don't think, I don't think we should. I don't, I don't yeah. want to. I'm, that's not my intention. Um, that was serious stuff and, and, it, and it's important stuff. And, um, you know, I hope to get a chance to talk with him, whether that's as a collective group, some kind of press conference setting or, you know, just a phone call with him, and, and I, I, you know, I probably made that call already, except for that I just, I just believe in give, giving guys space, and, and, you know, especially when it comes to this kind of thing, so, um, you know, maybe that's shame on me, but I'd rather err on the side of making sure I'm not bugging him versus, you know, sitting out on his doorstep the, the day after they lost, that type of thing, so um, that that's something that I think that's important to kind of continue to to, to make sure, you know, we know as much as we need to know and, and share that with readers and fans and all that um, about not only his condition but, but what happened and, and what he thought about it. So, so that will be part of it. Um, and then, of course, the, the comings and goings thing. Um, you know, guys are going to enter the portal. Guys are leaving Kansas. Um, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Uh, it could be a big, big number. And we obviously saw Cam Martin's the first of those. Um, I'd be shocked if there aren't three or four more to come. I just think that um, sometimes guys need a fresh start, new scenery, new new environments to, to kind of untap their potential. And I think sometimes programs need to just, you know, move on from guys too. And, and I think we'll see a lot of that this, this off season for KU. And, and uh, we, we know four guys who will be coming in at least, which those four freshmen who all have – a ton of potential and there's a lot to like about their game and, and the way they play. Um, and then, you know, and then we'll, we'll obviously start tracking um, who else they might be bringing in. And, and when you're Kansas, you know, the world is your oyster, right? Like you can go to any kid at any program, anywhere, if they're interested in moving and, and looking for another opportunity, if you think they fit, you can offer, you can say, Hey, you want to come here? And I, I you know, I think, most kids would say, well, let me look into that. You know, there's a lot of places kids would be like, nah, I'm good, thanks. But I think if Kansas calls or if Kansas sends someone to talk with you or whatever it is, uh, you're going to at least get them to think about it. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the number is. We'll see how many they need to bring in. But um, when you look at those four freshmen and 
and then another at least three or four. I mean, you're talking about seven, eight, nine new faces next year. And the last time we had that was a couple years ago when I think they brought 10 new guys in <laughs> in one offseason, which was remarkable. So that's, that's, that's the next couple few weeks, right? And, and of course, the Grady Dick decision is a part of that. Um, but I'd imagine that's delayed a little bit just because um, he, he, he probably tests at the very least. Sure. Um, and maybe not, you know, I mean, if, if he could decide either way based on just a feel. Um, but but I, I would think that most kids in his position um, should test and take advantage of the rules. So that, that could be a little bit delayed. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, like this, this new world we live in, this new era of college athletics, it's like this is where coaches really make their money. It's not just by going and getting this, these guys and, and figuring out, how to bring in the right pieces and, 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 you know, put it all together. But then it's, you've got nine months to coach them up and put them into a product that can actually win. And, uh, you know, that, that's hard on the fly resetting that every year. And that's why places like Kansas have so much more success on the consistent, on a consistent basis, because, you know, their culture is what it is and, and it doesn't change for anybody. And so, you know, you guys might be tired of hearing it. I know I'm tired of writing it. It's kind of the eye roller, but it's also very true. We will hear in the next six, eight, ten months, we will hear that, that famous phrase over and over and over again, and it'll be, you know, faces change, expectations don't. And uh, there'll be a lot of faces changing with this program, but my guess is they'll probably be pretty damn good again next year. Well, that helps us a little bit in our in our five stages of grief. We're we're, we're getting to the Dude, point of acceptance. It's like, it's we're trying to we're trying to get through this, like Matt. You're, you're very helpful. <laughs> I appreciate you as very much. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for letting me uh, thanks for letting me tag along, play media with you guys last week. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, hey, keep up the great work with the LJ World, man. And we will uh, we'll talk to you real soon. I appreciate that, man. It was great to see you up there and, and doing the grind because you saw it. That's what it is, and. And let me leave you with this, and we already talked about Grady Dick, but let me leave you with this, and I think I may be higher on this scale than most people, but I think a lot of people think he's gone, 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 and I think most people would put the percentage at maybe 10% that he returns. Uh, you know, I might be the only guy in the room. You but, are. But I think, I, I, think it's, I think it's like maybe 25, 30%. Wow. Wow. Don't you do know, that. That's pretty high, right? Don't do that that's to us, high. Matt. You heard it here first. Matt Tate predicts that Grady Dick will return for his sophomore campaign at the University of Kansas. Well, just kidding. Listen, listen. You're the you're the you're the you're the gambler. You're the handicapper. So you have to handicap that statement there. That's I'm still kidding. 75 percent of of leaning the other way, right? But I just I just think it's it's far from a foregone conclusion. I think that um, I, you know this is a a, a terrific family. Um, he's a great kid. He, the element in play here, because we all know he, he could be a lottery pick and go make a bunch of money. We also all know that he could come back and make a bunch of money with NIL, yeah. you know, so it's a matter of, of what's the right move for him and his future and not just next year or the year after, but the long-term future. And for me, I, I just think that the element in play here that really does matter, and it may not matter enough, but, but it does factor in is the fact that this kid was born to be a Jayhawk and has had a taste of living out his dream. And 
you know, would it shock you or me or anybody if he said, I'm not ready to close that chapter? I mean, that was a lot of fun. You heard him, Kevin, in the locker room. I mean, even after that loss, and, and he's sitting there like a grown-ass man, and he's he's having to talk about the, the most heartbreaking loss of his life to date, and people are asking him about his freshman season and what, what he thought of it, and he said, I had a blast. You know, even in that moment of just pure devastation, he's sitting there able to tell you how much fun this year was for him. So, yeah. you know, the only way he gets to have that much fun again is if he decides to come back. Now, if he decides not to, it would be, you know, there's a lot of financial gain there. There's there's the dream that becomes beyond the college level. And, you know, you go play in the NBA, which is every little kid's dream too. But um, once you do that, you're done as a Jayhawk. You know, you'll you'll be a Jayhawk for life and all that stuff. But but you you won't get to play at Allen Fieldhouse anymore. You won't get to play for Bill Self anymore. All those things. You know, you 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 may be playing for the Atlanta Hawks, and well, that would be really cool. And I'm sure he'll get there someday. Um, it's just it's just something that that I think when you consider all those all those extra factors, I, I just don't think it's it's automatic that he's going to make that decision that it's it's time to go um and and i know you know talking to his family last year before they even got to campus they didn't have any thoughts about that you know they i remember his dad specifically telling me like we don't know what's going to happen we don't know if grady's going to be there one year or two years or three years or four years and he used all the numbers you know so they're smart people they'll make a good decision and and you know they'll feel great about it um i just i just think that they're there's enough to consider for them to think that it's not totally crazy to think that he could still come back and play another year. But, you know, 25, 30%, that sounds high given the, 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 the context, right? Everybody else is 10 tops. But, but you know, um, I, I just think that it's worth remembering that it's definitely, you know, not, not impossible to, to picture that happening. Well, Matt, thank you for giving us – a little bit of hope, giving us that little extra just percentage, a little just a little percentage. Uh, appreciate all the work you do for uh, all the fans out here in, in Jayhawk Nation. Uh, Matt, thanks for, for sticking around. And uh, coming up next, we are going to talk about the folks who are going to be gone, 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 and maybe those who are just going to gone, gone. I don't know. But that's <laughs> coming up right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back in Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We just got done talking to Matt Tate, Lawrence Journal World, who told us unequivocally that Grady Dick has a uh, higher chance than you might think to come back. Of course, my suspicion was like a 1% chance. His suspicion was closer to, what, 10, 20, it sounded like? He got even maybe up to 30. Oh, man. I don't know about all that. But I love you, Matt. I hope you're right. My number was (laughs) 99.8. It is not 99.9. The extra point that I'm giving you is the maybe. The Brandon Rush is the the, point one. The Brandon Rush Rush situation where he gets hurt. Is the point one. That's the point one. And the extra point one is the, the, huh? so, So Matt Tate. You're giving that point one. Matt Tate is giving that thirty thirty percent. I got it. All right. Hey, yes. you know what? Uh, good good on him. Hey, he, you know what he does? He reports on this for a job. 
So hey, I trust his opinion more than more than ours. We're just guys. We're just guys. We're just dudes. We're just dudes here talking about talking about Jalen Wilson. That being said, folks, adjust your expectations. <laughs> it's somewhere between ninety nine point <laughs> eight and seventy seventy percent. If uh, you were to say, wh- wh- what side do you lean on? Which side are you closer? to? I'm closer to ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Of oh, you. you're oh you're far, you're I'm further. further. You're more you. extreme. I'm, I am. Yeah, oh, I'm all well, the way. We're going to talk about some of the departing Jayhawks this segment, and we'll start off with the folks we absolutely know who are departing, and then maybe we'll we'll trickle back to Green the guys Day. who had senior speeches. The guys who had senior speeches. That's and, a good and sign. Let's let's lead with Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson is a I think overlooked a little bit, uh, and he was nominated for Naismith Player of the Year finalist this year amongst four guys. Yep. Uh, and amongst the fan vote, I think he was in second. That doesn't really matter. But <laughs> in, he does all this for the program. He was a glue guy and, a, you know, a 10-point game guy and just did everything for the team last year on national championship team. This year, you know, took the next step with a 20-point-a-game guy, Big 12 Player of the Year, Renee Smith finalist, first-team All-American. His jersey and his number and his name – We'll go up into the rafters of the Allenfield House, and that'll be there forever. Yet, in my head, and just how he's observed, and maybe it's just how there's a crazy, crazy media ecosystem where there's a lot to focus on, I think he's overlooked. What do you think? I think there's probably something to that. And maybe it's a little bit of expectations game where I don't know if people had the this guy is going to be uh, in the rafters expectation for him until – you know, halfway through the season, you're like, wait, maybe. Uh, well, when he started his career, I thought him and Tristan Inarua were the same guy. <laughs> Basically the same like, guy. Not yeah. like physically, but like the same, same type of player. Like, yeah. oh, we have two of these types of guys. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah. And and what we didn't know at the time is what Bill Self talked about a hundred times, especially in the past several weeks, is he's the, he's the biggest competitor uh, he's had in a very long time and maybe ever. And that's hard to measure – you know, for a freshman, sophomore, even a junior, although he made a lot of plays in that game. He could play down the stretch where you could see that. Uh, but the stuff we don't see uh, was the things that they always kind of stuck out to me and will always sort of stick out to me. Uh, just the way that everyone talked about him, the way that Bill Self talked to him, the way that Norm Roberts talked to him, the way that his teammates talked about him. I mean, Kevin McCuller, of all guys, the highest, you know, they talk about his highest basketball IQ on the team or whatever, like, and Bill Self has had in a long time and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and Kevin McCuller said in postgame, like, I can't, I can't do anything without that guy getting on me about something. Like, he is, he was a competitor to the nth degree, uh, a guy that will be remembered certainly for that, certainly for the championship. And then certainly, Andrew, for the thing that I would probably the most shocked of of almost anybody out there is he said, I want to come back and do the Ochai thing. I'm going to come back and I'm going to, you know, lead my team to a Big 12 title. I'm going to lead my team to the postseason. I'm going to go be the guy who can. And, and if you're talking about what Ochai did, Ochai was an All-American. Ochai was a, a, a Big 12 player. Of the, I mean, the guy was an absolute monster and to say I'm going to go do that, we're like, okay, all right, okay, you know, sure, okay, that that's great aspirations to have. But then he went and did it, and maybe even did it better, except for the banner. And the banner matters, but like, he did it, he did it. And that was that was what was incredible to me, and and, and frankly, just exceeded the heck out of my expectations. You know, we talk about Dwan Harris, 
and Dwan Harris being an extension of Bill Self on the basketball court mm-hmm. in the sense that he is Bill Self's brain on uh, on the basketball court, floor general. He knows what Bill wants to do. I think Jalen Wilson gets overlooked a little bit about that. I think that Jalen Wilson is Bill Self's like id, his <laughs> his anger on the basketball court. Like he's not necessarily doing the basketball part of it, but he's doing the peopling. He's doing the the coaching, the the physical, emotional part of coaching yeah. on the floor. And I think that that is almost as important as being a floor general. Yeah, absolutely. And and he will be remembered for all time because his. Jersey is going to hang in the rafters, Andrew, um, and that is, uh, you know, that that's that's something that's pretty incredible. He was asking post game, "What do you want to be remembered for?" And he said three things. He said, "I want to be remembered as someone who loved Kansas. I want to be remembered as someone uh, who competed, and as someone who was blessed to put on this jersey, and someone whose life changed forever because he joined Kansas basketball." And I think all those things are true. And that's uh that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And the other guy we want to focus on before we get out of here is Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller, a guy we just really met. You know, he came to school about a year ago. He declared for the draft and then said, I'm either gonna stay in the draft or I'm gonna come back to Kansas. And he didn't stay in the draft, he he came to Kansas. Yes. And uh no bigger Bill Self type of guy. Like I like we're gonna have transfers in the future. We're gonna you know, it's gonna be part of this program. But I don't know if we'll ever get a guy who fits the mold of a Bill Self type of guy ever again other than Kevin McCuller. Absolutely. I mean, you talk again, like when senior speeches is always a good time to just really get a sense for Bill Self really thinks of a guy. Because you you can tell you've been listening to a lot of Bill Self senior speech sort of intros. The ones where he says something glowing about, and the other ones he says something joking about, yeah. and he says something like, uh, you know, whatever. You can always tell, like, the guys who are, like, his actual favorites versus the ones who are kind of just there or whatever. You can sense those things. And the way he talked about McCuller for just being there a year, it was was flooring to me. I mean, that, that he was, he, and he talked about it all season, that he was a guy who could do things uh, defensively that he didn't think he'd ever see again. Uh, in a Kansas basketball uniform after Marcus Garrett. And he was able to do those things. And the the right place, right time, always on the basketball court sort of thing. And then, Andrew, we saw him make shot after shot or play after play late in games, almost better than anyone on this team throughout the season. And that's shown through even in the Arkansas game where he played great offensively and defensively and probably drew an offensive foul, probably mm. uh, late. That would have been a difference maker. It was a, you know, whatever, 70, 30 call, probably most of the time in the season, but is what it is. Missed that. But that was, uh, you know, he, he did things uh, differently than everyone else did. He was a glue guy, a different kind of glue, almost like a defensive glue guy, which he just, we haven't really seen as much in, in, at KU basketball and, and, I will always remember him because it's just it's something that these transfer things work sometimes and sometimes they don't work. And I would give him an A or A plus uh, for Kansas. I don't think it could have worked out any better. Yeah, 
in, ter- in terms of his career as well, I think he's really advanced himself to, to maybe be a potential, uh, you know, l- late first round, probably not, but more probably into more the like second, second round maybe. pick. You know, he's if he can develop a little bit of a shot uh, defensively, he could probably compete right now. He could now. be a stopper. He yeah, could, he could, he could go, right he could go play. He's got to be good you know, at one thing. He's great he, at that. He, he can do that. And so we'll be looking for him in the NBA. We'll I, see. I, I think he's going to, he can work hard and do that. Uh, a couple other things we got here. Cam Martin did enter the transfer portal. May have a couple other of those coming. Uh, I'm going to set a quick over under. How many players over three and three over or under Kansas players that enter the portal? Push. I said I think three. I'm going to take the over. Ooh, yeah. four. Huh. Huh. We can speculate on that later, or we huh. can just let that ruminate. Let's let that ruminate for a second, and we will talk about some other guys who <clears throat> might be leaving. Might. <laughs> Might. We'll, we'll we'll touch on Grady Dick here in a little while. I want to come back to Grady Dick. Grady Dick is one of the the best segments. Like we could talk about Grady Dick for two hours. Uh, but one thing that I'm not ready to talk about, but I think we need to talk about, is the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Sweet Sixteen right. and what it means and who's there and what we think right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Back on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I love that song so much at the beginning of March. and mm. just want to turn it all the way off right now. Does just, it just kind of make your body just reject it? K- kill, the, kill the music. Kill the music. Mm. I don't want to listen to it anymore. It just makes me sad. Uh, yes, my body does reject the song uh, when KU loses. That's okay, though. We still have... The Sweet 16 to talk about, Andrew. Let's jump into that because, and I will say this about living in Kansas now, thankfully, uh, even though Kansas is out, I still have the ability to legally and very easily bet on college basketball throughout uh, the rest of the tournament run, which will keep my interest, along with several of these actually really good storylines that the Sweet 16 has given us. I think I'd be totally out. You'd be out. <laughs> I'd be. I'd, I'd be checked out. Just watching Fast and Furious movies. That's. I. That's what I'd be doing. But because we have some legalized gambling in the state, we can maybe look to some of these matchups. And the first one I want to talk about, Kevin. Okay, tell me. Michigan State, yeah. K State. That's obviously the headliner in the state. A lot of K State fans are happy about themselves, and they should be. They should be. They have a great team. They've got a very talented team, and they're facing a Michigan State team who was not initially favored. But it's now favored. I think they, it started out as K-State minus one has moved to Michigan State minus two. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty floored that it's moved that way. And they got the little guy. I mean, Kansas State oh. has the little guy. Now, uh, now, they did squash their beef today. Of course, I, I Kevin it. is referring to Coach Calipari calling Marquise Noel. <laughs> the little guy. The little guy. The little guy. Well, he I, is a little guy. He's 5'8". I think they should embrace it. <laughs> He's a little guy. And he's good. He's a he's a little playmaker though. He's good. He had a great game he against Kentucky. He played some hero ball late, but the thing about playing hero ball is sometimes you're the hero. <laughs> and he was a he played so good, man. Uh, shots go in. That will be a fun a fun game. I I, I think I, I like K State honestly. I mean, if we're if we're 
if we're making picks here, I was kind of surprised the line moved that way. Taking the points or straight up? Straight up, straight man. Right up. Give me the give me the cats. I did too. Give me the little guys. Take them. Give me give me you the know, little guys straight up. They're more talented, and I think they're going to be ready. I think they're well coached. I think Jerome Tang's got something going there in Manhattan. So that is Thursday at five thirty here in Kansas City. All right, a couple other ones I want to talk about. We're gonna go briefly over this. Briefly. One. Arkansas, UConn. Oh boy. Just G- pick just pick me, a team. Just pick a team. Give me UConn by double digits. Like not even that close. I think they it's like it's like you know, we see this in football. We see this in, in, in college basketball. When you win your Super Bowl and he then you took have to off play. his shirt, Andrew. <laughs> the man took off his shirt and was crying in the locker room with I mean there's no way they win this game. There's no – you can't come back emotionally. You cannot that. come back. Like, it's over. This is the miracle on ice. All right. We beat Russia, and then we lose in the finals. Like, <laughs> like that is – this is not going to – this is not going to – it's not going to end well for Arkansas. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. All your money. I'm betting on UConn. I will on take UConn. UConn. UConn's got some dudes. They got some dudes. Uh, a couple other ones I want to talk about. Let's skip Florida – Atlantic and Tennessee, boring. Boring. Gonzaga, UCLA. Now that this is the other side of the matchup that we could have, we could have hit. You know, the West is hard. The, it was so hard. <laughs> the West is just hard. It was a. I don't want to play any one of those teams. It was crazy. So, uh, what do you think? You know, this is a game. It's a Thursday, nine four or eight forty five on CBS. Give me the Fighting Drew Timmies. You think so? Is this their year? Yes. No. No, it's no? not. No. This is their year to, to win this, this game. They go to the Final Four? I like UConn better. Okay. Personally. I got UConn. Y- Gonzaga's got to start playing some defense if they're going to. They do have to play some defense. Did, did you see Timmy in the post game of that uh, that game to get to the Sweet 16? Oh, yeah. Where he's dropping, uh, dropping some F-bombs on the air. Uh, unaware <laughs> of the rules of broadcast television. I think he thought he was on True TV. <laughs> on True TV, you could say it. Hey. It's, it's, he was on TBS. You can't say that on TBS. Fair game on, on True TV. Come on now. You know what? I think I'm going to go UCLA. Okay. I'm going to go the other side of I that. I think you're wrong. Uh, it's It'll be a close one. I, it'll, it'll be a good it'll one. Be a good like, game. You know, that was one when the, the bracket came out, everybody circled that one. This mm-hmm. is West Coast power teams potentially meeting in the Sweet 16. And sure enough, just chalked it right up just yeah. in the West, just like oh. we thought. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's move on to the Friday games. Is this setting up for Alabama to just cruise through this whole thing? I picked them in my bracket to start. I'm not a bracket guy, but I did pick Alabama to win it all. I like their path anyway. I like it better now. Uh, yeah, I think I think they are. I think they're they're in a pretty good spot. You know, you can only play the teams that are, are put in front of you, but it seems to be setting up like it did for KU last year, where uh-huh. the, it's just the seas start to part a little bit, and it gets tough for everybody else. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so they're going up against San Diego State, who I think is a good, good team. That, San Diego State is a good team. Could be interesting. They need to slow way down. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not optimistic. And now we're talking Kansas City here. Got Texas. Uh, the Longhorns. Longhorns uh, against Xavier, Xavier. Xavier Musketeers. This is a 8:45 here in Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd's going to be. Are you going to go? Uh, no, not a chance. <laughs> not even. Not even. What a... if you were offered tickets? If I was offered courtside tickets, I would go. I will not go if it's not court. Like literally, that's the line for me. And someone might need to like buy me a beer. Too painful. 
Yeah, I don't want to go watch basketball. I want to bet on basketball. I can't do it in Missouri. That's a problem. Oh, that's the deal killer. Yeah, I want to bet the game live. That's the deal. In fact, killer. you know what? I need courtside tickets. I need you to buy all my beer the whole game. All right, so that's and the then other... go next door and uh, hit up one of our sponsors, uh, <laughs> one of those dispensaries or something. <laughs> like that's one thing you can do in Missouri. That's fair. That's legal. In Missouri, I'm just saying what's legal right now. Border towns are weird, man. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> uh, so, Texas, Xavier, what do you think? Give, give me the Longhorns. G- yeah. Give me give me a, a coach, Andrew, that takes over for the craziest, I mean, the craziest situation. Roddy Terry has a, has a chance to take this team to the lead eight, potentially final four. I like them to get there. I think they're good, man. They're playing great. They're, they're getting contributions from other guys, too. I mean... It's it's a they're playing full team basketball. Right now. Isn't it crazy? Rodney Terry hasn't been made the. What are they coach? doing? I yeah. said that said two months ago. What are they doing? I mean, what a better way to go I hope into a Sweet Sixteen than to you know this is our guy. Your 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 team rallies around this guy. This is our guy. This is our coach. I hope they don't. I hope that they and then uh, blow it. they they let him go and Calipari comes over and takes a Texas job and then Rodney Terry goes somewhere else. In the SEC and just destroys Texas like the rest of like, let let Rick Barnes and Rodney Terry just beat up on Texas for the rest of, of time. There's a rumor out there that Texas had reached back out to Rick Barnes. Oh, just a little tiny bit of a rumor. Who knows if that's true or not? Yeah, the other side of that bracket in Kansas City, we've got Miami against Houston, future Big Twelve Houston Cougars. Mm-hmm. You think it's Houston yeah. and Texas in the Elite Eight? I do, but let's talk about the uh, the Kansas State Wildcats losing Nigel Peck, who goes to Miami and is paid a bag. I mean, they drop a bag for the man. What was it? Like 400K a year or something? 800K total, like guaranteed a, or something? It was a lot. Something like that. And would you say, Andrew, right now, money well spent? He probably the answer is yes. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. yes. You make it to a Sweet Sixteen with Miami. You are in now house money. He wins that game, takes him to the Elite Eight. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like that? Every team should have a, a be willing to pay that much for a Sweet Sixteen berth. Every team, especially a, a five seed Miami or whatever they are. I think you're right. Yeah, you know, you know, they had a pretty decent season in the ACC. Fine. But, if they, but if they can, fine. if they can pull this off. And, and, and make it, you know, they could they could beat Houston. I mean, Houston hasn't been world beaters by any means. No, like, this is this be is very ex- beatable. And it will make me so mad if Houston loses, though, because I wanted to be yeah. in that spot. That was our spot. That was our spot. Uh, the only was one, spot, Houston. Only one we haven't talked about, Princeton versus Creighton. What a story with Princeton. <laughs> Princeton Tigers beat the Missouri Tigers on Saturday. It could have been a great day. The Jayhawks would have won. Missouri goes down to, to Princeton, and then the Jayhawks win. But uh, alas, we could not enjoy the Princeton victory on Saturday. But an interesting game. Princeton ranked high in the preseason, fell off, fell off hard, and then here they are, a chance to go to the Elite Eight. Yeah, give me UConn pretty handily. <laughs> but never know. No, they could keep it close. Sure. Who knows? All right. I'm sorry, Creighton. I Creighton, you, Creighton. I Creighton. Creighton. I like, Creighton. Uh, well, I, was, I thought you were taking I'm on UConn still. UConn. I still want UConn, by the way. All right, Kevin. Uh, that's enough. That's enough. I'm done. That's enough. I don't want to hear this. the song. Any- don't play the song, Dylan. I don't want to hear the song. <laughs> but we are going to talk to someone important. We're talking about Gr- with Greg Gurley from KU Athletics on the other side. 
maybe get his uh, opinion of the season, maybe get his opinion on Bill Self and uh, the team going forward. That's right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810, WHB. We're back on Jayhawk Talk Radio on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. We got Dylan Michaels pushing some buttons behind the glass for us. We have been working through the five stages of grief here on the program tonight. I think we are somewhere between bargaining and acceptance on the five stages. Uh, speak for, I'm speaking for myself here, but maybe our guy, Greg Gurley. Uh, color commentator, Jayhawk Talk Radio Network, heard right here on 810 WHB. I'll tell you this, Greg. Hey, Brian Haney called him a legend of the game the other night when we were when he was introducing Greg to some fans. Legend Greg Gurley. Thank you for joining us tonight. How are you holding up, Greg? Well, I'm doing all right. Legend is an absolute stretch. Haney sometimes has the ability to over-exaggerate, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I guess I'll take it. But take I guess it. I'm handling it like... I guess I'm handling it like everybody else. You know, it's kind of like your dog dies, you know, and you just have that empty pit in your stomach, and uh, you're just trying to, to think about what happened, think about little things. You kind of nitpick the entire game, the calls, the, the plays, the missed shots, the free throws, and it, it's torture to relive it. But it's uh, in 30, what is it, 35 years of Kansas basketball, we won the national title three times. So all those other times we've ended with a loss. So I get it. Sucks. We're used to it, but it hits differently every year. Yeah, our dog dies every year. Yeah. That's why, rough. Why do we yeah. do why do we why do, do, we this, do for this ourselves? Why do we do this, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> look, uh are you uh, as we look back on the season and we're trying to figure out kind of what happened a little bit we've been doing some of that we're trying to we're trying to move forward a little bit though so uh but before we do that i gotta know like as you look back on this season and you're trying to kind of remember in 10 years 15 years 20 years down the line what's the thing that you're going to remember about this season and and the obvious answer is is bill self and and obviously what happened late let's set that aside but what's the thing that you'll remember about this team i think i'll go back to like october and as we're sitting around thinking about who we are right before late night, and there are so many unknowns. You know, we didn't know that Jalen Wilson was going to have the kind of year that he was going to have. We knew he was going to be really, really good. I don't think he, we thought he was going to be special like that. So that's one. We didn't know anything about K.J. Adams. He played sparingly his whole freshman year, 15 seconds here, two minutes there. You just didn't know. And he turned out to be – such a dominating inside player for us, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. We didn't know what we were going to get out of Kevin, and Kevin was a godsend. We needed him defensively. Uh, DeLon continued his play. So, and Grady, even though he kind of faltered at the end, Grady lived up to the hype. Uh, Broke the freshman shooting record. He's an elite shooter, an elite kid. Going to be an NBA player, so if I go back to mid-October, I look at this season as a massive success. If you ask me, uh, like, March 1st to March 20th, 
I would say it's a disappointment because we had it all right there in front of us, uh, just like we do every year. And um, yeah, frustrating. But I would try to put a positive spin on it. You won the toughest league in the country uh, by you know by an entire game didn't have to share it. Uh, you get to the championship game of the Big 12 tournament without your head coach and one of your best players, and you lose to Texas. So, I, again, I, I, I'd call this season 28 wins, one of Bill Self's best coaching jobs, and he didn't coach in a third of our games, roughly. That's crazy to think about. I mean, any update on Bill? I mean, is he doing okay? Is he, is he getting back on track? Yeah, he's doing great. I actually just about 30 minutes ago – about an hour ago, I spent a while with him, had a nice uh, long conversation in his office. He's doing great. And, and I've seen an improvement from my interview with him last Thursday to my interview with him on Saturday, all the times we talked in between. Um, he, he just He's just back to being normal Bill. Uh, and that is a great sign. And uh, I think in a, in a couple of weeks, once he's got a little downtime, he's going to be, I say he's 100%. He's probably 80%, but in a couple weeks, he'll be back. We'll be on the golf course. We'll be talking about it and and uh, kind of laughing to a degree, but it was scary. And we were all – I mean, I, I, it affected me. I remember going home last Monday and talking to my wife about it. I was like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, Amy, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. And, I, and, uh, and uh, eight days later, I would tell you I've completely changed because I spent a lot of time with him. So – an answer to your question, doing a ton better, and he'll be right back out of here quick. That's great to hear. Did he did he have much to say about the game, or did you guys even go there? Yeah, we talked about the game, and, you know, he was in a hotel room in Des Moines watching it with Cindy and, you know, monitoring his blood pressure, which <laughs> spiked many, many times. And that's, Mine, too. You know, yeah. something really, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he was, uh, you know, there's just so many little things that you talk about, uh, you know, guys making shots i mean you look back at, at at the end of our game the end of the k-state kentucky game what are the differences yeah. arkansas and kansas state made shots and made plays and kentucky and kansas didn't um that's the easiest way to put it and we had every opportunity to win that so many little things happened some self-inflicted some out of our control and we lost by one point and so that makes you go back, just like when we lost to K-State this year in Manhattan. We're like, look at all the things that happened, and we lose by one. And that's going to stick in our crawl for a long, long time. Um, and that's what makes the tournament great. That's what makes it awful. That's what makes it the NCAA tournament. Just, it's uh, madness. So we've been trying to do what we can over here to – to, to turn the page, to try to think positively, reflecting about all the guys on the team and spend some time talking about Jalen and Kevin and Grady and and now kind of looking a little bit to next year because we feel like, you know, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden I start looking at YouTube, looking at some clips of some of our incoming freshmen and maybe checking the transfer portal every day, seeing if anybody interesting uh, what what's your sense of of kind of the the team next year? You don't have to get into names or anything, but but what you're hearing, what coach is saying, how how are you feeling about next season as we as we sit here today? Well, from the outside looking in, I would say last year I was surprised that everybody came back. 
So the guys that came back that didn't get a lot of minutes, my guess would be that if they didn't get a lot of minutes this year in a year that we had a short bench, I would think that some of those guys are going to look in the mirror and look at the future and say, all right, what am I going to do? I love it here. Everything about Kansas is great except maybe my playing time. And if I have the ability to go somewhere else, then I'm going to assume that some of those guys that came back after last year aren't going to be here next year. So that being said, we've got four high school kids coming in. We've got at least four guys coming back. And then you're going to, so you're going to look at the transfer portal for some guys once all these announcements are made. And I honestly, I say all that, and I don't know who's coming back. I, I'm just kind of reading the room and, and with a little bit of an educated guess kind of looking at we might need to add two or three guys. And who are those guys? Well, you're replacing – you're going to need to replace Jalen, Kevin, and Grady. And well, that should be easy. Some, that should be yeah, easy. Yeah. Three, three, so, three, three average players to replace. We should be able to go find three guys that can do that, right? Yeah, right. No problem. <laughs> no right? problem. A, a no solid, problem. savvy, veteran defender. <laughs> That's it. A, a ridiculous – a ridiculously competitive guy that averaged about 20 points a game and an elite shooter at six foot eight. So yeah, replace no that problem. with some with some guys from New Hampshire and <laughs> UMass Lowell or whatever. So uh, yeah, the, the staff right now is on that website or the portal, looking at names, watching film, yeah. trying to decide what fits. And then you're going to have a influx of more guys once these last 16 teams, 15 teams lose, right? So there's going to be another influx of transfer portal people. It's going to double. So it ain't over. Um, but I would say that you got to find a shooter or two, uh, a, a wing defender, hopefully a, a veteran that you don't have to teach how to play hard. You don't have to teach them how to play D. That was Kevin McCullough, and those aren't easy to find. I love what you said. Yeah, we're watching YouTube clips right now. Guys, me too. I was watching El Marco last night. From what I see on film and on YouTube, I love him. He looks like a six foot three, six foot four, more athletic Frank Mason to me that can score and punch on you. Maybe not a great three-point shooter, but a Bill Self kind of point guard, and then the other guys I haven't quite dug into yet, but I will. So a lot of question marks, but do we have any reason at all to doubt or not trust Bill Self and his staff to reload? And the answer is no. Well, we've seen 20 years of it, and we haven't seen a down year yet. Let's see if we can keep that going, and there's a, probably a lot that has to do. But what, what do you expect the staff to do uh, in terms of uh, meeting with the current team and, and – uh, and, you know, some announcements regarding transfers. I mean, does that happen pretty quickly around there, or does it, you know, play out on its own? Uh, a little bit of both. I think, you know, we saw it happen pretty quickly with Cam, and it probably is going to happen quickly with others because they want to put their best foot forward and, and find the right fit for them. And waiting around really doesn't do anything for them if they've made up their mind. Um I think the end-of-year meetings are, are going on as we speak. Um, and, you know, in those meetings, they talk about their place moving forward. And that's, hey, I see you playing this, this, or this, or I don't see you there. And where do you see yourself? And, you know, 
them asking the questions to the player, well, did you kind of look in the mirror and wonder why you weren't getting minutes? Well, you need to improve on. You got to be quicker. You got to be uh, better off the bounce. You got to be better defensively. You got to play hard. You know, you got to do all these things, and you just didn't do it. So, uh, soul searching, honesty, and uh, really deciding: Do I want to stick this out, or do I want to jump? And uh, there, it'll be an it'll be a, a educated opinion from the staff. It'll be an emotional opinion from your family members and your entourage and your AAU coach. And those are the ones that are going to tell you what you want to hear. The ones that are going to tell you what you don't want to hear are the coaches and the people close to the program that want you to get better. The people that are in your ear, you know, my mom thought I was an All-American. So my mom was. <laughs> so did Brian Haney. Because, <laughs> legend. Yeah. Like it, my mom thought I was a legend, but I knew who, I knew what I was. So, um, you know, it, 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 it takes I, – I use Ochai and Jalen Wilson as examples all the time. They got feedback when they went to the NBA draft that wasn't positive. Well, I assume it wasn't positive because they came back. If it was positive and they said, hey, you're going to be a top ten pick, you'd probably be a top ten pick. But they had to work on stuff. And both of them took that information, absorbed it and digested it, and went on and had great next seasons. So will people look at – what Jalen and Wilson, what Jalen Wilson and Ochai Abaji did, or will they listen to their mom? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> well, we'll find out soon enough. Greg, appreciate you very much. Thank you for all you do, repping Jayhawk Nation. A nice job on the calls this year. Do us a favor, keep Haney in line for us, will you? Uh, we, so, somebody, he's a hard. He's hard to guard. Somebody man. needs he's to a, do it. <laughs> hey, I appreciate mean, you know. You know, you know me. I'm I'm easy. I'm just you know <laughs> not very social. I'm not right. always super prepared. But guarding Haney is the tough one. I get it. I get it. Well, keep him in line for us. Hey, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Appreciate it. On the other side, we're going to talk about some of that YouTube. It's YouTube season. We're portal, gonna, portal season. Portal season. We're going to talk season. about what we're watching. What's on TV right now? El Marco highlights. That's what's next on A10 WHB. Jayhawk Talk Radio, Hour 2. We are working really, really hard on this program to, to, to get through these five stages of grief and move on to the next season. And, Andrew, what better way to do that than to start talking about the next season? It is YouTube season up in here. People are watching highlights left and right. I can tell you El Marco Jackson uh, highlights probably doubled in the past Two days uh, online. Just from me. Uh, just, 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 just from you and me? Just from me. <laughs> and, and Greg Gurley. He just told us that. <laughs> the three of us have been have been just cranking out the uh, the mixtapes on El Marco Jackson. We're going to talk about all the incoming freshmen and also jump into, let's just do a little roster talk uh, as as we look into the 23-24 the campaign. You know, and it's good to look ahead, right? I think a grief counselor would say, you know, have something to look forward to. Right. 
Do you go to a lot of grief counseling? No, I'm just saying here. Like I, every That's year, we need to be doing. every year we lose. So you got to put yourself through this. We, so this is a this is a helpful exercise. There should be a, a, a NCAA March Madness grief counseling like <laughs> just line to call. Like we should we should be working we on make that. Like we tens could, of we dollars make tens of dollars on, dollars on that. Someone needs to come up with and and maybe they just have the ability to just say like, hey, buck up. Like it just just shake it off. Like, but they they also can actually. Well, it's just you know it's probably going to be dependent on the person. Yeah. If for some people it could be like, hey. They're replaying the Super Bowl on NFL Network. Just go, just go watch that. <laughs> go, go check out the Super Bowl. Look, like, Patrick Mahomes. Look at him. Look at him go. Like uh, that'll make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> at least to get you out of it. Yeah. All right, but we're going to talk about portal season. We're going to talk about freshmen. We're going to talk about kind of summer development because that's kind of a whole new, mm. not a whole new thing, but like an interesting thing that we can maybe use some precedent on. But let's talk about. The freshman coming in. Uh, we want to just want to talk about a couple of them, but you've mentioned the name El Marco Jackson. He's a six three guard and McDonald's All American. You need checking out that McDonald's All American mm-hmm. game coming up. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of this season. You know, it's I think it's next week. Sure, yeah, it's coming up. So we'll be checking out El Marco. Uh, you know, we're bringing in a lot of guards at the freshman class level. Need guards. Do we do need guards? We need guards and wings. These guys are all six four though. That's fine. Chris Johnson, also 6'4". He is uh, number 34 overall on the 24-7 composite. And Jamari McDowell, also a 6'4 guard. He is uh, 99th overall, but, you know, they see some stuff in him. They like him. And then, of course, the bigger news, uh, uh, more recently, Marcus Adams Jr. is a wing, 6'8 wing, reclassified uh, on Sunday. So he's moving up from... Uh, uh, 2024 to 2023, so he will be on campus this summer. He chose UCLA or K- KU over UCLA on March 7th, and you know he's a guy who, if you look at his recruiting ranking currently, you can make okay, maybe just a guy. This guy's not just a guy. This guy, late in his college or his high school career, everybody wanted him. Everybody came a calling, and he came down to KU, came down to UCLA. Bill Self. Made the closing call. And now, Marcus Adams Jr., potentially going to be a big star for us next year. So what do you think about those freshmen? Is this enough? You know, it's interesting. You, you, We, we do have a McDonald's All-American, as you mentioned, and, and that's good. Keep that streak going. But you don't see the top five. Or you don't see the Andrew Wiggins. You don't see the, you know, the, 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 the blue chip uh, guy that that sometimes you need or, or you feel like you need, but these guys feel like a lot of a lot of Bill Self type guys. Yeah, uh, and have we had our most success with the fair Wiggins types of guys who are one, or we had the success with the guys who are you know teens, twenties, thirties guys who are then sophomores, yeah, who I, are then juniors. I watched a a highlight of Marcus Adams, and again because that's what we're doing right now. We're yeah. just watching, we're just watching highlights. Just YouTube season. He, he had a game where he hit 11 three-pointers, Andrew. Ooh. 55 points. You're talking about a 6'8 guy who can shoot? Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. How about that? I like feel that. like that. Would, is that something you might be interested in? That would be something I'd be interested <laughs> so, in. We got, we got him. That that was a nice little nugget, like to, to get him reclassifying. And then uh, and, and we've talked a little bit about El Marco. He's, he's probably the prize in that in that class. Uh, finished what 18th recruit uh, in, in in kind of consensus rankings. I, all of them are a little different, but uh, you heard Greg say it. Greg thinks he's the he's the he's a taller 
Did he say Sharon Collins? Is that what he said? Sher- taller, or what do you say, Frank, Frank Mason? Mason? Uh, taller Frank Mason uh, gets downhill. I mean, interesting guy could could be a uh, 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 could be an interesting player that I think will probably have to uh, probably have to play a lot early, and and that's okay. Like if he if he's right. there and he earns it, that's good. Uh, but I think he he could be a guy who who gets some some serious run early. Right, and we need some scoring. Uh, but in terms of all these guards, what better person to learn under than Dwan Harris? Like in terms of because somebody's going to have to take over point guard eventually, and I don't know if it's one of these three guys or how it's going to work out in a couple of years. But in terms of being a pure point guard, in terms of running the offense, Dwan Harris is only going to make these guys better. Yeah, and all Marco is a is classified or whatever that matters as a point guard. Uh, and the only one in the class, at least with our team, the others are, quote, you know, whatever, shooting guards or wings or whatever. Uh, so that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean we saw several times this year with with Juan and um, and uh, another point guard playing at the same time. Two ball handlers on the same court is not a problem at all. And uh, there might be something that we see. It could be an El Marco Juan show uh, next year, which could be super interesting. We've got to come up with a nickname for that. Okay. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. But uh, we're going to do now uh, a spiritual sequel to our, our one of our favorite segments, and that, that segment was called Got to Get Him Going. Okay. So we're going to get these guys going over the summer, and we're just going to call this Who Needs a Big Summer? Who Needs a Big Summer? Who on the current roster Needs a big summer. We've got some precedent for this recently in terms of guys having big summers, huge summers. I mean, Ochai is the prototype. Big for this. summer. Big summer. Had a big summer. In 2021, turned himself into an All-American. And now, killing it for the Jazz. Look at that. You see this? 27 He's points. great. 27. going to probably take them to the playoffs. How about that? Let's see. Uh, also, last summer. Jalen Wilson, 2023 summer. He had a big summer. Big summer. He had a big summer. Big summer. You know, declares for the draft, goes for the combine. Big summer. Big summer. Uh, Okay, I think all of our guys need a big (laughs) summer, if we're going to be honest. Uh, You know, I think the obvious one to look at, freshman this season, uh, contributor, looked the part later, Ernest Uday. Ooh. Does he need a big summer? Ernest needs a big summer. Okay. Ernest, a couple things. Ernest needs to stop playing the game like getting a foul is part of his role, right? <laughs> so he's he's used to coming in like I've got five, I got five, hey, five I got fouls to give, I got five, five to give. That was a that was an issue, yeah. Uh, against Arkansas. that's a freshman so, thing. Freshman thing, you know, probably got to learn how to set a screen. Yeah, um, doesn't need to learn how to dunk. No, that's great. I love that we have a guy who can dunk the ball. He can dunk. He can dunk the ball, and he and Juan had something cooking a little bit too. They, so they can just you know start working in the yeah. in the kitchen a little bit I on that like a little that. bit. Yeah, push, push, do a little retreat, little point guard, little QB wide receiver retreat, alley oop retreat, alley oop retreat, little pick and roll alley oop retreat. I want to I want to go to that. I want to go to that. I want to cater that. I'd pay for that. Yeah, I'll okay. be I'll be the the bus driver and the caterer. Just hey, for just that a retreat. summer retreat. Just take those two out. Just practice alley oops. KJ needs to do that again too. He needs to go on that retreat. He could join them. Yeah. You know, he he's he's he had a big summer last year too. He did. You know, he had such a big summer, Andrew, that he was named the Big Twelve, Big Twelve Most Improved Player. And I would ask him this summer to come back 
and try to do that again. I want a back-to-back most improved player from KJ. Is there any precedent for that? I Not to my knowledge. So <laughs> he's about a 10-point game a game guy this year. Went from like two points to 10 points. Probably less than that. So yeah. and to, to no minutes to, you know, you know minutes. as many minutes as he can sure. play with without foul trouble. Uh-huh. So what's, what would it take? What, it would take him playing the four. He's going to have to switch positions. We're going to have Ernest and him on the floor together. We have a different wrinkle. Now, now that is the topic that's come up a lot. Is Ernest and KJ on the floor? I give it to time. me. How realistic is that? I think that I would love that. I think KJ is a good enough passer and a good enough mover. Now he can't. He's not a shooter. He's not going to bring the. He's not going to bring the. Uh, you know the the stretch four game, but he can move you off the dribble. So the, is that an issue in modern basketball? It is an issue in modern basketball, especially if you have a five sitting in the paint, uh, which was what he would, what theoretically uh, Ernest would be doing if they're on the same court together. But I, I, I think for this team to be super cool next year, I want to see both of them on the same. I need two dunkers on the same. Really, that's all what it comes down to. I need two guys who can dunk on the same floor. Are you saying in order to go forward, you have to go back? Sure. Are we going back no, to high low? We're not. We're not going to go back to high low, but there will be some high low action next year. I'm going to not I'm going to say right now, I want a little Bill Self throwback high low action. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just to remind us of our favorites. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. G- give me the give me Markeith to Marcus. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh my goodness. There's nothing wrong with that, oh, Andrew. Who else needs a big summer? You know, I think Dewan needs a big summer. Okay. Um, Dewan is, you know, should be in consideration for the best point guard in college basketball. And I think next year, maybe one of the consensus top five point guards. Should be. He's got probably two years left on campus. Uh, but I think that Bill Self would say this, and I think that anybody who watched uh, any game this season would say this. If Dewan Harris is scoring, we're winning. Yeah. He needs to score. Yeah, I got one more question before we get out of here on this segment, Andrew. We have seen, for the last several teams, dating back, what, five of the last six years or seven years or something like that, we've had a guy work his way into the rafters. Ooh. Is there someone on this team right now who will be in the rafters after a massive growth in their output and, and you know, all-American type player on, on the team right now? Who is it? I have two candidates. Okay. Dwan Harris. Could potentially do it. Could potentially. Could potentially. If he, if he, you know, if he's a 15-point-a-game guy. Is he ever going to be a 15 uh, uh, He was, uh, you know, he was hovering around 8 or 9 this okay, year. Okay, He could get up to 15. Might be most and improved then, player. And, you know, he could he could reach that, that Marquise Noel type of numbers. Ooh, okay. And the other one, I think it could be Ernest. Ernest. Ernest would be it, the one I would I think it could for. be Ernest. He could he could do that. He could He could develop into that. He's a guy who's got to develop anyway, so he might stay three years or maybe four. Uh, be a be a guy who can put he's enough points. He's got some work to do. Got some work to do. And in the NBA that we know, he's got to be able to do something else other than back, post up and, and dunk the ball. So we'll see what we can do there, Andrew. Should be fun, though. That's uh, portal season's coming up, too. Let's talk a little bit about that on the other side. I am looking forward to this. It is portal season. Turn on the YouTube. Open up the link, portal.com slash internet. We'll talk about it next.
Back on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kevin Meckley here, Andrew Payne. Dylan is behind the glass with a cowbell, just hammering away. <laughs> Let's talk about this roster next year, Andrew, because we have, as we as we just heard from Greg Gurley, at least four guys who he <laughs> – I don't know if that was a cat-out-of-the-bag situation, but he said – Four guys for sure returning, and then you and I kind of looked at each other like, "Who huh. are the four? Huh. <laughs> like, let's figure out. What is this? Let's dance on that so a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about the four. Okay. Then kind of like work from the four to figure out how many pieces we can add. The rest. Let's of go this. portal shopping. Yeah, so it's, this is almost like a fantasy football roster construction here. Like, or, or you know, you're playing with your salary cap. Who can you get? What's what's available? Yeah. Let's talk about the four. Okay. Dwan. Yes. KJ. Yes. Ernest. Ernest. Yes, he said. And then? Uh, in terms of locks, in terms of guarantees, I would probably say Zuby. Uh, so or, when you say lock, I mean, we're not sure of that, uh, but he would probably be next on the list for me. So he would be fourth on your list in terms of confidence. Confidence level. And we're just talking confidence. We don't. We know nothing here, by the way. Total and complete speculation that we're about to embark on. Yeah, we're. this is just... We're, we're playing fantasy basketball here. Yeah. Who knows? I would say there's those four, and then Kevin. The rest of them are all question marks. Kevin. So Kevin. No, for you. I'm just oh, like for me. addressing yes. you. They're all. They're all. They're all question marks. I think I'm, everyone's I'm, a question mark. We're talking right there. So go down the list. Conf- confidence wise, this is what I have, and you can correct me. I'd say next confident, Bobby. Bobby's probably the next most confident. But I'm not confident. But I'm not confident. No. The next confident, oof, NJ? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm probably more confident in Yesifu? Yesifu and maybe more confident in Zach Clements than I am in MJ. Uh, you know what? I'll switch that. MJ, then, then Clements. Okay, so you have Bobby, then Joe, then MJ, then Zach. Yeah, we also Kyle Cuff is is there, but likely unlikely to transfer without playing. I, I wouldn't think. I he, mean, yeah, hasn't touched the court. And, uh, I think he'll be he'll be there. I think I think he'll he'll give he'll give it a shot. He's put in a lot of work. I think he, I think he sticks around for this next year. You do okay. I do because I I mean that said, we don't know anything about Kyle Cuff, right? We know very little. We know he's athletic. He's all get out, uh, but we don't know much else. Now we got other guys coming in who are pretty athletic too. Uh, so there's a chance that that Bill Self talks to him and says, you know, I even if you make a big jump, I don't see you playing significant minutes this year. Maybe he does jump. So I'm not co- again not confident, but I he would I would put him in the Bobby Joe range, okay, rather than the MJ range, Zach range. Huge question marks here. Big question marks. Uh, so some of these guys will likely transfer, but we know. The four guys will be back. We know four. <laughs> and we know four are coming in. And we know four are coming in. And we also know that Kansas will forfeit a scholarship as a part of the self-imposed uh, penalties that they put upon themselves uh, as a result of some of the uh, FBI, NCAA, blah, blah, blah stuff. So we know, Andrew, right now that to have a roster next year, we need w- at least one person to leave, and then we are back to even. Okay. We know that. So we have pinpointed the, the the people who now may leave, uh, and 
I'm going to set the over-under again at three. Ugh. How many do you this think? This is we, including Cam? This is, no, this is from now on. This is now, the th- how many How many guys, from the list that we just talked about, how many of those leave Kansas? Three. Three is the number? I think three is the number. Okay. So four total? Four total out? That's yeah. That's Cam plus three? Yep. So that gives us two. That's what I'm guessing. Just we don't we don't know anything. That gives us two portal targets. Is that correct? Two. Let's let's play with that. Two portal targets. Now, it, tell us where people can go and play along in the portal game because we're about to go. This is the point in the fantasy football draft where you're looking at the board and it's wide open. Yeah. So there's a website called On Three, uh, On Three dot com, like O N number three dot com slash transfer dash portal. Right, there you go. Slash transfer dash portal. I'm looking this up right now. All right, I'm there. And you can start to play a little game here. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like, oh, a guy we're familiar with. Number three overall, AMAC from Texas Tech. Oh, Tw- oh, oh. 24-year-old, soon-to-be 25-year-old AMAC. Uh, remember him? He's huge. Yeah, he is big. He's, He's big huge. Boy. He is a uh, 6'11", listed at 245. He's bigger than 245. He's a big guy. <laughs> He's a big boy. So we're looking for a big. That'd be interesting. Uh, I have heard some little little scuttlebutt that we have been interested in a gentleman from Towson, the Towson Tigers, by the name of Nick Timberlake. I like this guy. Nick Timberlake, red shirt junior, correct? Uh, yes. I think he's played four years, though. Yeah. So. So this will be yeah, it. So, he, so he's he, he'll come in, you know, veteran. Can shoot threes. Let me let me tell you about Nick Timberlake. Uh, first of all, he looks like Nick Tim, like a Nick Timberlake. Yeah. Like what you think of a guy named Nick Timberlake? Like that's that's what he looks like. Like he's not going to be a gritty replacement in all aspects. Like let's adjust our expectations here, okay? But. His name's Nick Timberlake. But his name's Nick Timberlake, and he went to Towson. <laughs> and he so, can shoot threes. And he can shoot threes. And he wears the number 25. And, uh, look, he was a uh, – he he was a – wasn't he, like, first in, in points scored in his team? Uh, Three-point field goals led the team there. Uh, fifth in Towson single-season history with 34 starts. How about that? Uh, Andrew, he looks like a great one-year guy. Like a great one-year guy that could be uh, could be a, an interesting guy, and he's the guy in the picture, Andrew, of the team who has the net around his neck. Ooh. You like to recruit in the guy who wears the net around his neck because if you get the net, that means you're the guy. Yeah, that's not going to show up on any kind of uh, roster. You here first, but it's like, hey, this is this is the Heard this is here. the guy. This is the, the guy. guy who gets the privilege. Everyone knows. No one has to talk about it. This is the guy who puts the net around his neck. So. And a lot, a lot of these are going to open up. Uh, in terms of position, Kevin, what position should the Jayhawks target? I want a person who can make a whole bunch of three-pointers. That's what I need. That might be Nick Timberlake. It could be Nick Timberlake. I'm going to throw another name at you. And this guy could be a Grady replacement. This guy could be a really Paxson Wojcik. You're going to go to Kansas. Uh Another six four shooting guard, goofball looking guy. Uh, that I think where did he go? He went to, he went to Brown. He went to Brown University. Uh, a, a good a, a guy named Pat again. Another guy who looks just like a Paxson. I'm just throwing some names out here of three point shooters. Watch <laughs> these guys, Paxson. We got Nick Timberlake. 
I'm going to throw one more at you. Just some names. Again, just some names. Jackson Pavletsky. Oh, Jackie Pavs? Jackie Pavs? You don't know Jackie Pavs? Jackie Pavs. Jackie Pavs could be my favorite. He was freshman of the year in the Southern Conference. All right. Time to move up. He's trying to move up. The guy averaged 15 points a game. He shot, uh, uh, let me me tell you this, 49%, uh, I'm sorry, 40% from three and, and shot a bunch of them. 85% 85% from the free throw line. This is a we shooter. Need that. This we is need- a shooter, Andrew. He scored 25 points in a game against Furman, and Furman beat Virginia. That's what I'm saying. We're talking transitive property here. The, the, guy could, the guy could score 25 on Virginia is what I just told you. That's what, just watch out for, for Jackson Pavletsky. I like it. You, well, you two can go play this game, by the way. Just go to, go to the transfer portal. Go shopping. There's there's probably a lot more to come, but I think this is an interesting exercise uh, because I think this is how modern basketball rosters are constructed now. I mean, this is a, it's a fairly new thing, but if you look at the you know most successful teams, look at the national championship last year. Yeah, you had Remy Martin play a meaningful role, and you had Brady Manick play a meaningful role for North Carolina. This is just how rosters are built. Rosters are built, you know, by coaches going into high school gyms, going to AAU tournaments in Georgia in the middle of the summer, and offering dudes and text messaging dudes. That's just a part of it, though. The next part of it is this part that's going on right now. This whole looking at the portal, looking at film. Like, you're not going to have a ton of opportunity to get uh, looks at these guys. Yeah, right now, Jeremy Case is grinding film on Jackson Pavelecki. And if he's not, I'm going to be very upset. This he could be the, more busy than he was uh, a month ago. Yeah, grinding yeah. film, grinding on film on these guys. Now, eventually, there will come a time when all these guys are taken and they can actually take their off season. But right now is not it. Right now is hunting season. You're out there. You're looking for your guys because we got to build a team. Nick Timberlake, Jackson Pavletsky. <laughs> I hope we get one of those guys so bad. Just now, now that we've had this whole segment, Jackie Pavs. Jackie Pavs. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of interesting guys. The other thing about this website, Andrew, and the thing we haven't talked about, NIL. NIL is going to matter in the recruitment of these guys. We saw it last year with Nigel Peck. He chose the highest bidder. He got eight hundred thousand dollars. Now I'm not saying we could throw eight hundred thousand dollars out there, but we could throw some money out there. And that will matter, especially if you're going up against the Miamis of the world who are throwing around that kind of cash. So if you've got guys who want to, you know, turn into pros and come to Kansas, you see what you see what the last few have done in the transfer portal. It's a good target. It's a good place to come. And you're going to get a little cash, and you're going to play for Bill Self. And we've seen success with it. You know, Kevin McCullers, the prototype for, hey, you want to win a national championship? Come here. Come on up. It, it didn't work it out didn't this work year, out. but like it, you know, uh, it is the the best opportunity for you to, uh, to win a national championship. And another thing is, we always hear the phrase, "We don't rebuild, we reload." Hmm. This just makes that happen so fast. Because think of these down years that some of these other Big Twelve teams could have had didn't happen because of the portal. K State portal. portal, Texas, Texas Tech's always been portal. Iowa State portal, portal. It's portal season. All right, Kevin. We've got one more segment. We're going to get out of here. Maybe on the other side, we will have some acceptance and we can move on. We'll check that out 
right here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Final segment, Jayhawk Talk Radio. Andrew, we have asked two esteemed Kansas basketball personalities about this question. What will you remember about the 22-23 Kansas basketball team, the campaign? And we heard a few different answers from Matt Tate and Greg Gur- legend Greg Gurley. I want to ask you, Andrew, what will you remember about this team? And you can answer it however you'd like. And if you want to give a little Bill Self and then other answer, I'll allow that. Sure. I mean, think back to, you know, 2014. What do we remember about 2014? We lost to Stanford, which also remembered, ah, that was the year Embiid got hurt. Yeah. Right? Those are the types of things you remember. Sure. This one... Obviously, Bill Self is going to be like, this is the year that Bill Self had. Didn't get a chance. Didn't get a chance. He was he was in the hospital. Then he was uh, resting up, un- unable to coach. So, like, that's going to be a big one that's going to last. But in terms of on the court, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about an incredible year from Jalen Wilson. I mean, this is a banner year. He ra- raised his jersey up into the rafters for him. Um, but, but you know, other, we've talked a lot about Jalen, and, and it's, it's a special year for him. What I'll probably remember most, or what I'd like to think I remember most, is that this was a season where the Big 12 was the best it's ever been. Yeah. And it was incredibly bruising, difficult. Everyone in the conference went on losing streaks because of the degree of difficulty. I mean, this team went on a three-game losing streak earlier this year. Yeah. And we still won. We did it outright, uh, and I think that that's a that's a you know something that it's another banner that goes up with like you know not even a full banner it's just a number that goes on an already existing banner for a conference title. But at other other schools that would be you know a once in a decade, be huge once in a quarter century type of thing. Uh, but I don't think we should lose the importance of the difficulty of that and, and the importance of, of how special that is. And that was a that was a big deal that that we were able to pull that off. So I mean, I think that you go in, you have the best conference in the country, and you have probably the best conference. You know, if you, you take it over a span of years, maybe in twenty years, and you come out on top. And so I think that that's that's something I'd like to think I'll remember of this season. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the Bill Self thing will be the biggest part. It will be. Yeah, because it's a shocking. It's a weird, yeah, it's just a unique, weird Unique, doesn't happen type of thing. Yeah. So, and literally, in 20 years, you'll think back on each team, and, like, this will be the one. Crap. Remember that time when we were a one seed, and Chris Reynolds, the selection chair, screwed us and put us in the West, and then Bill Self couldn't coach in it? Yeah, I'm going to remember that. I'll remember Chris Reynolds' Chris. name. I'm going to remember Chris's name. I remember, Andrew, we talked in this studio, whatever it was, a month ago after the, the release of the, the initial bracket, we told Chris Reynolds to get it together. And you know what he did? Yeah. He listened. And then he told us with a couple middle fingers yeah. to, get, to get out of here. I'm Chris Reynolds. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that about Chris Reynolds. I don't like that. I don't like that, man. But, Andrew, look, we, we will remember the Bill Self thing the most. That will be the thing. 
But I think Matt was right earlier when he said the Jalen Wilson run, the Jalen Wilson uh, thing that he did, and we will remember that because his name will be in the rafters, right? That's an easy one. You'll always remember Jalen Wilson. His name will be right there and deserves it. But I will always remember Grady, man. This like Grady is the biggest goofball I've ever seen in college basketball, and I, I mean this, uh, I mean this in the most loving way I could possibly say it. Since like Marshall Henderson, <laughs> uh, who was just also a goofball in his own way, like a different kind of goofball. Yeah, like maybe dark side of the dark goofball. side. Yeah, dark <laughs> yeah. side of the goofball. But like, just a. a, a you saw his personality times a thousand in, in in a way that you just don't see in college basketball. Like you see guys like celebrate and have dances or whatever. Not like Grady. Grady's just a goofball. Uh, and I'll, I, the one thing that I'll also remember about that though, is what could have been with Grady. Uh, if he goes on to a heralded NBA career, and I think he may, uh, you know, it'll, you'll look back like what you did with Wiggins and with Embiid, like what could have been like, why, the what if game, you know, what if that guy would have really found what he's found now in, in that season, you know, we would have, we would have really done something. So I'll remember that too. Uh, and you know, the one and, and KJ and those guys, they still got so much left to write. So, you know, I don't know that that, that will jump out to me as much. Cause I, I hope that they still deliver more for us to, to get excited about and remember. Can I one more? Yeah. Blew out Missouri. Dude, that was fun. Yeah. A little, a, a, little, a little Christmas gift. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, go over to Columbia. That, that makes you feel blow good. Blow out Missouri. It's like, hey. That's a nice Christmas. Little... Christmas is early. I yeah. like it. And that team actually was like, turned out pretty good. Yeah, they good. were good. Pretty ha. good. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> they, couldn't tell that night. Well, it could be the 15 seed again. Oh. Tigers and Tigers. Oh, sorry. Uh, Andrew, look, I, I'll say this too. Uh, it's been a fun run. Uh, doing this again on the radio? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Sports I hope, Radio 810. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, it has been uh, it's been a blast talking hoops with with all of you. Thank you to 810. Uh, thank you to our dude, Dylan. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. We will be back next year talking hoops. But you know what, Andrew? We might. Not official yet. We might, though. Still working out details. We might. Be back sooner to talk a little KU football. Foot? Fo- the football thing. The, oh, the, the, the football, football team? Yeah, have you heard, have you oh. heard Andrew, that the KU football team uh, is coming off a bowl season? Uh, we have one of the best quarterbacks in the land coming back. Are we doing a Heisman watch? <laughs> I've already started it. I got the T-shirts printed, man. It's done. Like the the, the it, We're ready. This is... Uh, the most excited I've been about KU football since 2008, probably going into the 09 season. Yeah, probably going into the 09 season. Right, that's a long time. That's a long time from now. That's a that, long time to not be excited about it's KU a football. Half a lifetime ago. And let's we're going to talk about this. Uh, I think that there's a world, Andrew, where Jayhawk Talk Radio makes its return before the basketball season to talk some KU football. Maybe just here and there. I I if if there's any demand. All I know is this. We talked about the YouTube season highlights, talking about El Marco highlights. The other thing I did today was listen to Lance Leipold's press conference. Oh, Lancer. I turned the page, Andrew. I was ready to talk about some football. And it kind of, the more I listened to him, 
the more I remembered, I was, man, I hope he doesn't leave us. And then I realized watching the press conference, oh, man, he didn't leave us. He's here. He's actually still here. This isn't a dream. We still have a good coach in football and a team that, Andrew, I think we could be excited about. So We should be excited about it. There's something in the air. All right, Kevin. After hearing you say that, I don't know if I've fully reached acceptance. Not yet? But I'm close. You're getting better? Yeah. This this team next year, this potential theoretical team, it excites me. I think we're going to be good. A lot of unknowns. Lots to talk about. A lot of unknowns. That's why we're here, Jayhawk Talk Radio. Yeah. But, Kevin, it's been fun talking hoops. Talking, As always. Talking a minute of football. Uh, but love it. Thanks to A-10. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Dylan. Dylan, thank you. A-10, you guys are the best. And to all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with us. We will be back. You can't get rid of us. We're going to be talking KU football. And, of course, Andrew, our beloved Kansas basketball team. Not too long before late night. Countdown is on. Countdown I don't know the on. number. I don't know the number. It's close. It's close. Thank you all. Signing off with a little rock chalk. They know just how we feel. They know